Sports Bash with Mike Gill on 97.3 ESPN. Now, live inside the Matt Black Kia Studios, here's Mike Gill. All right, 2 o'clock is here, and that means it's time for the Sports Bash on 97.3 ESPN, the free mobile app and streaming live video at 97.3ESPN.com. What's going on, everybody? I'm your host, Mike Gill. That's Hunter Brody. We affectionately call him Broads. Josh Ennings producing today's show. You out there. If you're watching the show live, we appreciate you jumping on board as we do. We will read off your comments on the stream throughout the show. The text board is always open. 609-403-0973. You know, I watch The Bachelor. I'm not ashamed of it. But I always make fun of the guy who's like The Bachelor. He wears a turtleneck all the time. He wears like a big fluffy turtleneck. Like that look went out a while ago, right? Absolutely. But he's always wearing like the when they go out to dinner, like the nice dinner. His nice outfit is like the blazer with the big puffy turtleneck. But I want I have like the the guard the the you know, the mask guard thing on my face. And it makes me look like on the video that I'm wearing a big puffy turtleneck and I don't like it. Ah, that's right. Well, you don't need to have that on right now. Well, it's, I mean, if I go, like, between the breaks, if I go to the kitchen, if I have to go to the bathroom. Well, you might have to sacrifice that moment of putting it back on if you don't want to be rocking the turtleneck. Well, I only wore it because when it's been cold outside with the snow, I figured this was, like, almost another, like, nice little layer for me. But it doesn't snow down here. on and off my head, I don't want to mess my hair up. Well, look, I I mean, you're so against the turtleneck. You're going to have to make a really tough decision here. It's like, do you want to go with Carson Wentz or do you want to go with Jalen Hurts? Do you want to rock the turtleneck or do you want to, you know, mess up your hair? You're going to have to choose one or the other. I don't want to mess my hair up. Okay, well, is that equivalent to sticking with Carson Wentz? (laughs) What's worse, having the turtleneck look or going with the messy hairdo? The turtleneck look is worse. I think so. Every time he wears that turtleneck, I'm like, and these girls are in the hill? Well, think about it. If you have nice hair, but you have a turtleneck on, no one's going to be like, man, that hair is nice. They're going to be like, wow, he's wearing that turtleneck. So yeah, you'd got rather, a turtleneck Right. On. It'd be like, wow, that guy looks nice. If only he fixed his hair, he could look nicer. I'll take that. I'll take that over the alternative. Yeah, what's worse, the turtleneck look or the bad hair day? And look, I'm 44 years old. The fact that I can talk about a bad hair day is still a win for me. That's true. Yeah, I respect that because many- I don't know if I'm going to be bald soon and I'll be pissed. Oh, come on, dude. What? If you look at my family tree, all the men are bald and they hit bald kind of early. Yeah, but isn't it like your mom's dad Guess or something what? like that? Bald as hell. Okay. <laughs> bald Whatever as hell. Well, my dad's, I mean, he's. I saw your father. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's he's lost some. He's lost some. Lost a little heat on the fastball up there. That's okay. Most do. I want to know how many people in the listening audience are 44 or older and are still rocking a full weave. That's a good question. How many of you out there, how many of you watching the show today can say, I'm 44 and I still got a full head of hair? Now, I want to know. When do you commit to I'm bald or I'm going to pay? Like, when do you make, would you ever go fake hair? Like, Dude, or once you lose it, you lose I've it. I've had this conversation many a times, even on these airwaves. Like, the guy who goes rug, I can't, I can't jive with him. 
I agree with you. Now, I was go back you, to You Kirby. would go rug? No, I wouldn't. But did curb your enthusiasm, Larry David picked a chef for his restaurant just because he was bald, and then he sees him in the store, and the guy's wearing fake hair. Yeah. Ends up firing the guy one day before the restaurant opens because he couldn't believe it. There's no part. Basically, you make the decision to go toop is like the guy who says, I'll go blue end but here's <laughs> here's the counter though nowadays there's probably like back in the day you could tell wow that is ugly it just sat on top nowadays there's so much involved that you could probably get it so it looks gorgeous perfect no. a plus have you seen the commercial for that product that's out there and the guy who has like the crooked nose that is not enough it's information like, for me to know what we're discussing or something no oh man come on the guy he's on there all the time like I don't. I'm like I'm not ready to lose my hair. No, well, Josh yeah, is uh, Josh is seen like it. a crooked nose. Mm. Yeah, that guy. I, I mean, I like to see what the finished product is on that. Well, I mean, you you can point out bad products all around, but if you want to spend that upper echelon cash, you can get a good rug, a nice one. Yeah, and then chicks are running their hands through it. Oh, yeah, look, it might, I might well, reconsider like, my thoughts. That's like so. I have to wear a CPAP machine. Okay, so at the time. You know, I was a single guy, and I told my dad when I got to CPAP, he said, well, what are you going to tell ladies? Like, how do you bring that up? And I said, I don't know. I mean, I don't have, like, a blueprint for, hey, by the way, uh, I got this machine that sits on my, you know, like. Yeah, like, in between dinner and dessert, that's when you execute. Like, you don't have a game plan on when to say it. Yeah, there is no perfect way to spring that on someone. Like, oh, by the way, um. I'm going to have to put this mask on my face before we go to sleep. I'll tell you what, though. It is, it's been amazing. Like, I sleep way better. The other night, it fell off of the nightstand, and it came unplugged, and it woke me up immediately because I, I felt the air stop. Yeah, I could imagine. I'm sure you probably jumped up a little bit, too. Did it make a big noise but or that's no? that's, like, my point. It, uh, no, it didn't. It's just that the plug came out. Oh, okay. The plug kind of came out of the back of the machine. So it didn't make the noise so much. It just kind of got pulled out of there. Yeah, it's called Keeps. Maybe they want to sponsor you. Maybe. Or Josh. Maybe you or Josh. Yeah. Not me. I got all my hair. Well, I got all my hair right well, now. I'm just nervous Josh for the future. Josh would be the best out of the three of us. Josh might be the best candidate. Hey, can anybody right in the sales department get Keeps on the line? We can get Josh a uh, an endorsement for Keeps hair loss. Give it to me straight. The guy's like, I'm not ready to lose my hair. You haven't seen that one? It's I have. all the time. Maybe I have, and when I see it, it's the like, guy with oh, the crooked yeah. nose. The crooked, look, I'm a hockey player. I've seen so many crooked noses that they look normal to me. So when you see a crooked nose, to me, it's like, oh, it's a normal nose. I don't know what a crooked nose is. <laughs> well, he's on television, up close and personal on the screen, right? I've never seen that commercial, seeing this gentleman. Never? Never. I mean, come on. I've never seen him. But like, okay. What so channel is it on? Every channel. Every channel ever. Every channel. ESPN, yeah. Fox. Oh, oh, what, what do you mean what channel? It's a product for men's hair loss. What do you think? It's on TLC? Well, you're we're talking about The Bachelor and all this. I, I don't on. watch that stuff too much. It's Maybe you saw it last channel. night. It's on ESPN. It's on. Any- I'll let you know when I see it. I watch NHL Game Center from 7 p.m. till midnight. Should be on there. No, they, it, it, I hate this. They don't play commercials. They say the game will be back when the commercial break is over. Oh, they have no. They have. They no. do once in a blue moon. Sometimes I get Canada commercials, but for the most part, it's a silent screen that says "We will return shortly" or something like that. I hate that. It's so awkward. Then I shouldn't do that when we go to commercial today. I I think that is probably a safe bet. We should play something. 
<laughs> That's how we pay our bills. Um, yeah, well, like you, you have this situation where how do you broach that topic? You just do it. In terms hey, I of have you, fake hair. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! I thought you meant the sleeping machine because we were talking well, about that's how you right. pray. I just, yeah. I had to say. You just right. You oh, just you go know for what? It's it. funny. I got a funny story. For I, you. I think you, what you do is you play it off for a couple months, and then you have to do it. You, a couple months. Yeah, a couple months. You pretend like it's normal, and this is your hair, and then you break the news like, "Hey, by the way, this is fake." Oh, you're talking about the hair. Yeah, I'm the hair. Oh, now you, we're all flip-flopped again. How do you play off for a couple of months that you have a CPAP machine? Now, that's just like, hey, this is reality of the situation. You don't want me to, you know, you want me to sleep good at night? You want to sleep good at no, night? No, it's, it's you want to sleep good at yeah. night. You can't say it's for me. Right. I did this for you. Exactly. It's the it's not you. It's me routine just kind of flipped around a little bit. Yeah, because otherwise you wouldn't get a not one wink. No, not one at but all. But the hair situation. I mean, do you want to go that long and then say, hey, I kept this from you? Yeah, you got to get to a comfortable level. You can't do it day one because day one might be the difference in getting that second opportunity. So it's got to be a little bit of time. I think a couple months is too long. Maybe it is. Maybe it's a couple months is a little too long. Maybe the wedding day? Hey, just to let you know. By the (laughs) way, I've been meaning to tell you this. It's not real. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought you were telling me something. As if, yeah, but that's definitely like the guy who makes that decision. I would love to know what his thought process is. Like, hey, I got, I got to do something here, and my decision is going to be, I'm going to go with fake hair. Well, maybe someone in the audience listening has been through it, and we would love to hear from you if that's the case. I'm, I'm interested now, too. You believe someone listening today is wearing a rug. Yes, because I think it's way more popular now that they've become more like realistic. I think there's you probably associate you're probably associated someone who does it and you just have no clue. Cause now I don't know one person. Te- you think you don't know one no, person. I know I don't know one person. Ah, then your circle's very small, maybe. Which it's not, because I know it's not. I bet you there's someone with there's a fake not rug. one person I know in my circle that wears a rug. It's because it's so and you know good who now. I think would be the closest one to Pete it. Thompson. No, Pete uh, doesn't have a rug. Come on, he's got a big <laughs> divot back there. You asked who I you asked who I thought would maybe have. No, one. I could see the shine pulling off the rug because he pulls off the the bad turtleneck. He does, but it's one or the other. You're probably not doing turtleneck nah, fake hair. Goes, well, he goes blue, blue end. He does go. Wow, could you imagine the trio blue end fake hair turtleneck? How do the people not like? Everybody knows that that sneak is what it is. I know. And yet you walk into the store and say. I'll take it. Yeah, my father I was don't one. Understand but there's it. a Nike version too. It's the same thing. Same it's thing, the blue, though. the Every blue Nike logo. Maker has it. Yeah, it's the white with the blue. It's just I don't understand. Maybe how... they embrace it. It's like I want to be that dad. You have to know that everybody's looking at your footwear and saying, "Dude, come on, man, you could do better." You I, I might look do into better. doing it. Maybe I should do it. See if I can rock it. Pull it off. Well, they tried to do Kawhi Leonard with the New Balances in that. You know, it hasn't caught on. It's the most like, Kawhi Leonard thing like, ever. Like, um, the kids are were wearing Champion, and that didn't last long. No, it's you know why it's working now because the Kardashians. Champion's still a thing. It's popping. It is. It was popping like two summers ago. I feel like. Yeah. Well, the Kardashians keep it. Whatever they wear, people are going to rock, and they rock Champion. So I know it is a hot item. Right. Like, but no, I don't think there's any star athlete or person out there that's like, I'm going to be the person. That says blue end. No, 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 not at all. And it's funny with champion. I do think you're right in terms of like athletes. I don't think athletes try and pull it off. It's more like musicians, Kanye West, who's associated with the, with the Kardashians. It's more like non-athletes that'll rock the, 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 uh, the champion stuff. No, the champion I saw that was, that was bad. I don't think anybody's taking the plunge. That's why I said, those are the two decisions that I just don't understand. You got a guy who's got a lot of pride probably. And he says, 
I'm going to go fake hair. Or I'm going to go white sneak, blue N. And I see the white sneak, blue N, I mean, all the time. Yeah, they're just out of date. They don't know. They don't realize. They have to know that everybody looks at that sneak and says, come on, man, you're better than that. At what point did you just quit? At what point in your life did you say, I'm giving up? No, see, you're you're you believe that these people know. They don't. They, they just go to. in and they see the shoe. I refuse to believe that these people are so naive that there's this many people. This is a big like I would say 50% of people wear that sneak. Yo, I bet you right now that there's probably 15 to 20 people listening as we speak wearing those shoes, not even knowing what we're talking about because if you wear the shoe, you don't know about the shoe. So now everyone's looking down and please look up because it's snowing out there on their pedal foot to see if they're rocking the end and, and they don't even know what we're discussing. I'm telling you, it's the truth. I can't agree with that. <laughs> I, I guarantee. I would it. like to know. Now we have a bunch of people who have texted in. This gentleman says 45, the hair flows. I put bro to shame with my flowing locks. Whoa, we're going to need a picture. Yeah, I mean, you can't like- call me out and then not have to, you, you know, you got to back it up and support it. So I will be waiting for a text message yeah, that would the text be, You would be like um, like Michael J. Fox and Teen Wolf if you had more hair than you right now. Yeah, there's no way that someone's breaking this. This is, this is just unbelievable. It's good stuff. Now, this gentleman says, I am 68, and I have more hair than both of you guys together. See, now look, I need pictures. You show me proof, and I'll say fine. I Then I will admit that I saw it, and I agree with you. But until I see it, I can't trust this, no, right? No, I can't trust that, but I would think that 68 has the hair. If he has more hair than us, he's also wearing the blue ends. You think so? Yeah. I'm picturing like a Barry Melrose kind of hair. If you're if you're that age and, you, you know, you're probably on the grayer side, I would imagine, and you slick it back, rock it like that. Like, that's what I picture older men with hair do. They go for the slick back old Barry Melrose concept. That's a good look. It is a great look. A little greasy, you know, throw a little gel in there, make it look wet. I like it. Well, I got to be honest, uh, that wasn't how I thought this day was going to start. However, anybody out there who is wearing the blue ends, please, you can do better. You know you can, and I demand it. I demand that nobody in our listening audience wear those blue ends. Can we can we try to put a crusade together for that? Yeah, maybe we could put together uh, the Sports Bash Care Package, where if you are someone that struggles with the blue end wearing, we can help you out. We will send you a care package to maybe, you know, push you a little bit forward. Yeah, there's got to be something we could do to help you. And I know, I believe it in my heart, that those people know they just have given up. No, that's where we, that is where we are different. I don't think they're aware. I'm telling you, they're probably so unaware of the conversation we're even having right now. Like, what are they talking about? And they're wearing the shoes. Yeah, that would be the thing. They're wearing the shoes. Like, if you came in with those shoes, I would tell you. Sorry, dude. Yeah, you would think, like, they're if if they're an older gentleman, right, and they have daughters or sons or whatever, like, hey, Dad. Somebody. I think it's time to to switch things up. I'm like, what are you talking about? I grow in these. And it's like, ah, oh, that's, that's, our, pro- See, that's I, our problem, that's Dad. That's too, is. I didn't realize that they were like the grill man shoes. Like that to me was like a foreign like concept. It was to me, they were just the, I've given up. Like I just have no style left in me. Wrangler jeans. Maybe I don't care any longer. And I've just said, give me the cheapest, most comfortable thing I can find. Instead of saying, look, I might, I might give up a little comfort. Like I want to ask Schwime, what was the thought process that you said I'm going to go with the blue ends. 
That's it. I've made the decision. And I know it's not because he knows. He knows. But does he know because we told him? He knows. And I just want to know, what was the thought process? What were the steps he took in his mind? I'm going to buy these. I'm making the purchase. And I don't care what anybody says. I want to take it a step further. I want to talk to the people at New Balance who made the shoe. Well, because what was your vision? Buying them. What was your vision? Did you know it would take off this way? Did you target the dads? What were the demographics you were looking at? Maybe they thought this would be a cool shoe, a West Virginia shoe. Yeah. But then the dads started buying it and it took off like... What was their process when trying to build this shoe? That's it. Schwime has the shoe. He's one guy that I know that has the shoe. Why? What happened? Where did it go wrong for you? At what point did you say, I have just given in? I'm giving in, and that shoe is the decision I'm making. Because he also goes turtleneck. That's another bad decision. And I can't condone it. But the shoe's worse. And if I see him come in with a rug... I'm going to have some problems here. I, I could see him going rug. Oh, I could too. Oh, I, I definitely, definitely could. could see him going I rug. just want to be a fly on the wall for that scenario. If, if you ever walk in. I want in, to be a fly on the wall for the shoe purchase. Just I wanted the to shoe be purchase. in the store when he said to the guy, hey, you have to use an, uh, what size shoe would Schwein wear? 11? Yeah, yeah, probably like a 10. You got to use an 11? Oh, they look good. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll take these in 11. You got these? Got another pair? Yeah, I was going to say. Two. He Guys buys two. Like, one for mowing the lawn that gets green, yep. and then the other one's the grill. Come on, man. You think Schwein mows his lawn? Pays for a service. I don't see him as a lawn mower. I don't know what kind of yard he has. Yeah, it's true. Fair point. All right, we got two games tonight. Yes, we do. Back to action. We got a busy show. By the way, Sarah Spain's going to join us. I want to ask her, would number one... <laughs> What are we going to do today? I'm a little what nervous a, what for what a, we just set up. What if a young, attractive man wore those shoes? Like, it's one thing for a guy like Schwime to wear the shoes. Talk about a young, attractive guy. Like you said, he's starting to try the trend. I'm going to make the white, end, the blue ends cool. I'd imagine she's walking the other way. You're saying he's you're, she's out. Probably. Because I know I would. If I see a, a woman that's attractive and then she's trying to rock something that's like, ooh, where's she going here? It would probably turn me off. Well, I know she watches The Bachelor, okay. so I'm going to ask her. Okay, does she like the turtleneck. All right? right, now that's a good question. That that one's at least a little bit more relatable. The shoe, she'll probably just be thrown away. But the Bachelor fans are probably all thinking well, the no, same no, thing no, no, about no, no, the turtleneck. No. This is where again we have the disconnect. People understand that that shoe is is a bad decision. They know it. Everyone who doesn't wear it knows it. The people who wear it do not know it. I don't agree. We'll see what she thinks. I, exactly because. She knows as well as we know that when you have gone to that sneaker, you have decided my life is hitting the pause button. I am done. I no longer care. That's what that shoe tells you. I have given up. I have lost interest, and I don't care anymore. Now, what if her significant other wears them? And here we are poking fun at it. And she's like, uh-oh, my significant other wears these shoes. Now, this gentleman says, I used to wear the black ends. Is that acceptable? The black shoe. So I've seen them. They're black I've shoe with them. black end. Yeah. See that? Yeah, that's not as bad. It's not as bad because it's not as noticeable just because it's an all around black shoe. Yeah. But I bet you look. he's questioning. Yeah, it's not a great look. See, but now he he's said, because we had to wear black shoes for work. So that's different. If you had to do it because, like, your outfit, it was part of your uniform. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah, it changes things because you have to no, wear it. No, by the way, no business is telling you. 
part of your uniform will be the white New Balance with the blue N. Huh, there yeah. is not a there is not a business where that would be the requirement. This guy, I could see if you're a waiter, you work at a bar, you work where you have to wear black slacks, but you need sneakers for comfort. I can see the all black sneaker look, but no business will say you will be required or you have the ability to wear the white sneaker with the blue N. Now I kind of want to swoosh what, or the blue. You name it. It's the blue, the the new, the new balance is the one that really set the standard. It did, but now I kind of want to build my own business where that is mandatory. You're not working for me unless you have the blue, and I want that to be my thing. This guy's picture is great. Did he send way. a picture of his hair? It, it, well, it's like the top of his head. Where's it? Well, I'm trying to look for it it's on the, the text board. It's on the, it's, oh, here it is. It's the top text on yeah, the text Yeah, here we board. go. Wow, that is some nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see, the problem guy, is I don't see enough of the back. Now, this guy says, I don't know where the blue end came from, but if you look at these shoes, they are made for wide feet. It seems that's why old guys buy them. The older you get, the feet starts hurting, and they buy them for the room. Now, I have been told that before because there was a time when I was a little heavier, and I was it's like my foot's getting, like I'm having trouble wearing different shoes. And the guy, I was at the store, and he said, I recommend these. And, and he I recommended said, those? absolutely not. I will suffer. You'd rather go barefoot. I said, I'm not wearing them. I am not wearing them. And he said, well, they're wide. That's why. You, you need a – so it wasn't that that was the – but that's the thing. They're not the only wides. There are other wide shoes. But that has been told to me before by the man at the, like, the shoe store. He would say, can I recommend these for – you have a wider – I no longer have the wider foot. I've lost like 70 pounds, so my foot has resurfaced back to like its normal state so I can wear shoes again, but I never, even when I was a big balloon, I never gave in to that damn shoe, and I refuse to, and I won't. How my girlfriend you? won't let me, by the way. Good. She, she is on the team with me. She will say, there's a gentleman, blue ends. She'll tap me on the shoulder. It's like uh, punch, 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 punch buggy. buggy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Punch, no punch back. She sees someone with that blue end. She'll give me the... Blue ends. Yeah. Now, how do you feel, though, that you were once a man that someone was like, wow, this guy's a blue end guy, and he comes in with the blue end. Like, <laughs> he pointed you out and said, wow, this guy's a blue end guy. Wow. So you fell in that category. Now, how about this story? And this is a, I mean, no, this would be a reason, okay? This guy's got a reason. He said, my brother-in-law had cancer, and as a result, he lost his hair. He got a toupee. He said it was 1500 bucks, but he said, I guarantee you couldn't tell he was wearing one. Now, that's different. That's a different story. That's he had oh, a reason oh, that he absolutely. Went that oh, I'm absolutely. talking about a guy who is trying to hold on. Agree. Two totally different scenarios. I think we're yeah, that's all a understanding. Very that. fair, or, or sure. very fair. Oh yeah. And by the way, he said it cost fifteen hundred bucks. It better look like he couldn't tell he was. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm telling you, I think there's people out there that you associate with who just it's that good. I it's have, that good now. I would say if I had to make a choice in my life, would I go toop? Or blue N, I choose to. I would too. I would too, for sure. The blue N will never happen. It will never happen. We should do a we should do something where the loser has to rock the blue N shoes now, for like a week. Yes, we should. And we'll come up with something. We have that guy. Schwine works every weekend. <laughs> um I if this is what I would like. <laughs> Bob uh is watching on the stream and <laughs> He says, stop shoe shaming. He has that blue N on. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. Um, what I would like to know is, 
How many people out there today are wearing that blue N? Too many. And if you have it, please take a picture and send it to us. We'll keep it discreet. But I just want to know, in my heart of hearts, how many people in our audience are wearing that blue N? I want to know if there were Philadelphia athletes in this city right now, who would be the blue N athlete? Andrew Knapp? Like, who would be the guy to rock the blue N in Philadelphia as we speak? Players. Um, that's a good question. Yeah, we could think about I it. We could, ju- yeah, we could jot some down throughout the show. All right. Uh, I think Sarah Spain is on the line with us here and I, we could bring her into the conversation. We got a lot of other things. She's the host of Spain and Fitz weeknights at seven right here on 97.3 ESPN. And she joins us now via the boardwalk Honda hotline. Sarah, how are you? I'm pretty all right. How about you guys? Pretty all right. We're doing really good. We're having a pretty fun conversation. I don't know how it got to where we were going. But I, I had been told by my producer that you are a fan of The Bachelor, correct? Oh, yeah. I got uh, I got The Bachelor on my podcast today. Oh, uh, Matt James is on the podcast today? Matt James. That's what she said with Sarah Spain. Look it up. <laughs> I did right. an interview with him last night. Okay. Well, I am also a fan, so I'm not ripping anybody here. But this is what I would like to know about <laughs> Matt James and and you. I said, look, he's a good-looking guy. He's got it all going. He's very intelligent. But I can't get on board with somebody wearing that turtleneck. That's not a good look. Is, am I wrong about that? <laughs> okay, this is funny because, okay, so every year in, Chris, in around Christmas time, I have a Festivus episode of my podcast, and I do the airing of grievances, and I have sports people from all over chime in. And somebody's airing of grievance was, local sports radio guys who criticize people who have good fit. And I'm not saying necessarily that everyone can get on board with a turtleneck, but I do think that in the same way that the people who complain about my earrings the most on social media are middle-aged dudes, that sometimes the people offering the fashion tips are not the ones that know what's in fashion. I know nothing about you. I don't want to accuse yeah, you of wearing no, I, I can't pull it off. I can't pull anything. He can pull it off, <laughs> but I just wonder, like, he's got all these girls coming after him, and I'm wondering if they're like, eh, I just can't get past the fact that he's wearing that bunchy turtleneck. That's all. Yeah, the turtleneck doesn't really do it for me, but I'm not okay. fully anti-turtleneck. People can pull it off, and it's a, definitely a thing that's in right now. There's a lot of things that the young people – are wearing right now that I'm confused by. If you have a really great body, why are you wearing jeans that make you look like someone's mom? I, I don't get it. Right, the high-waisted like, jeans is not a good look. Make them look less. Yeah, with the bunchy butt, it, I don't get it. But I'm also old, so I just accept that it's, I'm past the time where I'm the one who gets to decide whether that looks good or not. <laughs> now, are you in the camp that you know? That when somebody makes a decision to go white New Balance with blue N, they have given up. (laughs) I'm torn on this because I have been told by many that New Balance is the best running shoe, but you should not be wearing them anytime other than while running. Like you need to have another pair to immediately, as soon as you slow down to a walk change into a different pair of shoes so yes i do think if you're wearing especially if you're a guy out there wearing a light colored jean that barely grazes the top of your new balances that are squeaky white uh you've probably been up 
Yeah, that's what I was saying. The Wrangler jeans, for sure. That the light Wrangler jeans with the New Balance. The oh, thing for me is when yeah. you see Gil believes that th these people have given up. They made the choice to give up. I believe that they don't even understand what we're talking about. So all these people listening who are wearing the shoe right now, they don't even know. They're not aware <laughs> that this is even a thing. Right. They're laughing at the people we're talking about, and they don't know it's them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so unfortunately, I think you're right. I think a lot of people don't think they've given up. They just don't know any better. Uh, so check out Sarah's podcast, Spain and Fitz, where they might uh, uh, extrapolate more on this conversation tonight. You never know. We'll have Jay coming up in his normal spot at three o'clock and we'll ask him as well. But what I want to ask you, Sarah Spain, is your thoughts on the offseason ride Eagles fans are about to go on with this whole Carson Wentz situation because it seems to change almost every single day. You know, Goff gets traded. Now that means he's going to get traded. He doesn't want to be there. They never said that. The coach won't commit. So how is this story going to play out? I think they're going to do everything in their power to, to try to get Wentz to be the guy because of the financial investment in him. Some interesting ties there, right? Because we know, of course, that Sirianni has the connections to Frank Reich, who has the relationship with Wentz, but then also Sirianni's quarterbacks that he coaches has known Jalen Hurts since he was a kid. So they're setting themselves up for those connections regardless. But to me, when Doug Peterson got sent that told me everything I needed to know. I don't think that was about the last game of the season. I think he was following orders from above. But when they realized it was there was not a reconciliation coming between Wentz and Peterson, and they realized that financially they could not get out from under Wentz the way that they could with Peterson, they let him go. I mean, it's not something you usually see from a coach that just won. And I, I think they're just hoping and, and, and praying that the upside that they saw from Wentz earlier will, will come back. Um, but I think it's going to be a pretty awkward situation uh, going forward because you have the team seeing in practice every day how both players are playing. And if Hertz looks better and they know it's a financial move, that's not going to sit very well with a bunch of guys that are you know, going out and getting their butts beat every week. What was your initial reaction to the Nick Sirianni hire, and has it changed since then? <laughs> well, it's funny because I had so much fun with, uh, with Campbell and the Lions and the biting off the kneecaps. I just <laughs> – I just, I, that's not to say that I don't think he'll be a good coach, although I don't think he'll have success because it's Detroit, so no one ever does. But uh, I, I was mostly just the idea that that's the thing that's going to inspire confidence is, is someone talking about gnawing off kneecaps. So then we get in instead the quote-unquote intellectual approach from Tiriani, who fumbles and bumbles his way through it. You don't have to be a great public speaker to be a head coach, but you do have to inspire confidence and respect. And so I'm hoping that that was just a lot of nerves and that when he gets into that room, he manages because like I just said, it's going it, to, it would be awkward for anybody walking in there, but he's not walking in there with a whole lot of agency from previous gigs that, that leaves everyone in that room saying this guy knows what he's doing. And, and we, we know that he's going he's gonna to make us good. Uh, so he's going to have to earn that. And it's going to take better than what we saw in that intro presser. <laughs> Uh, Sarah Spain is the host of Spain and Fitz uh, weeknights at seven on 97.3 ESPN. Um, so uh, the 76ers, I want to get your thoughts on that because last year was one of the most miserable seasons ever. And yeah, they made the playoffs, but it was painful. And I'm imagining that they have become almost a national story. Now they've got Doc Rivers is the coach of the month. Joel Embiid is the player of the month. It feels like this team is so different, but this area knows 
Is it time that we let our guard down and believe in the Sixers? <laughs> it's all in how you operate as a person. I think the NBA is the toughest sport to allow yourself to believe in a team that hasn't done it in the postseason. Look at the Bucks, right? Look at the Rockets over the last few years. There are teams that will continue to get close and they just can't get over the hump. So if you deprive yourself of the pleasure of enjoying them all season long because you wait to see whether they do it in the postseason and then they don't, now you didn't even get to enjoy the regular season. So I say dive fully in, allow yourselves to get hurt if it doesn't work out, but enjoy it while you can because, listen, my Bulls should have been relegated to the G League. They should adopt the premiership <laughs> plan. They should relegate teams to the G League until they prove they deserve to be in the NBA. I haven't had a year in a long time where I got to even enjoy the idea that they might be relevant. So while your team is doing what they're doing, and while Joel Embiid seems to have figured out the many disparate parts to his life that were kind of contributing to him not being consistently great, enjoy it. But there's not a single NBA team that I would say based on their regular season, I have full confidence in, in the postseason because we see how it translates in series. It, it's about coaching. It's about matchups and a team as great as the Bucks has been, has not been able to push through. So for me, it's the Lakers. And then if the Nets don't implode talent wise and defense wise, but the 76ers are right up there this year. So I would say enjoy it while you can. All right. Uh, Sarah Spain, Spain and Fitz. The podcast is That's What She Said with Sarah Spain. Matt James is uh, the guest. And I see that the T says, the flack he's getting for kissing women with his eyes open. My girlfriend says that to me every single time. I hate <laughs> the fact that he has his eyes open. So I'm glad that you brought that up with him. Uh, so check that podcast out and listen for yeah. Spain and Fitz. Weeknights at 7 on 97.3 ESPN. Sarah Spain, thanks so much. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. All right, we'll have to do it again. She was fun, and uh, that was an enjoyable conversation. I didn't know that she was having The Bachelor on. Yeah, it's pretty funny how that worked out, huh? Yeah, that added to my conversation. I don't know about yours. Yeah, sure it did. <laughs> I had a great time. I thought we ended off well with that uh, blue end combo. She seemed to lean towards how I feel about it. Uh, Kind of. But she brought up the fact that the New Balance is used for running. The New Balance running sneaker is not a bad look. No, not a bad it's look. It's a solid look. Yeah. It's the the next version. Right. Yeah. It's unfortunate. All right. We'll take a break. I think that's probably apropos. Sports Bash is live on 97.3 ESPN. Coming up, we got a busy show for you. Jason Fitz is her partner. He'll join us at 3 o'clock today inside the Sixers. Paul Hudrick, Super Bowl champion. Bryant McKinney. Now, McKinney's very interesting. He's from the area. Went to Woodbury High School. How does a guy from a Group 1 school go and become a Super Bowl champion? Seventh pick in the draft. We'll ask Bryant McKinney at 340 today. Plus, Zubin Mahenti, Jeff Mosher. It's a busy day. Don't go away. We'll have a lot of fun. Plus, Jalen Hurts said something. Jalen Mills said something. And Carson Wentz? Still nothing. Back with more Sports Bash Live on 97.3 ESPN, the free mobile app. And, and watch the show live at 973ESPN.com. All right, thanks to Sarah Spain. Jason Fitz will join us at 3 o'clock. Paul Hudrick, Brian McKinney, Zuba Mahenti, Jeff Mosher were jam-packed. It's Super Bowl week, but the Eagles' story is very interesting. Jalen Hurts had something to say. Jalen Mills had something to say. But as we know, nothing still from Carson Wentz. Not I'm, happening yet. I was going to say, unless him not speaking is – us being told. I mean, has he 
in our in your mind, has he made a decision yes. about his feelings on wanting to be here? What's next? Because I was listening to Andrew Brandt's podcast last night, and he was talking about the golf Stafford trade. And in that podcast, he maintains Deshaun Watson can say all he wants. He doesn't, he's not happy. And he said, Ron Wolf, who was the old GM of the Packers when he was with the Green Bay Packers, Andrew Brandt worked with the Packers. And he said, Ron Wolf would say to him all the time, I don't care if they're not happy in February. Just make sure they're not, not happy in December. So he maintains they don't have any reason to trade Watson. They don't have to. They have him under contract. They can fine him. They can penalize him. They, can, they have the upper hand here. They do not have to trade him. And the Eagles are in a similar boat. They don't have to trade Wentz. They're just going to have a very unhappy camper. Difference is the Eagles have another option. Houston really doesn't. Yeah, no, and I think the way that Andrew looks at all this stuff is very logically through a, a GM's mindset or just from a front office member's mindset when they have these contracts. But we are also – and look, it was a different regime because you had Bill O'Brien there and all, but I just bring up that people make – poor choices. So he's looking at it from a logical standpoint. Why would you? You can't. The cap hits too much, but that doesn't stop teams from making poor decisions. They traded DeAndre Hopkins and they got back nothing in return. Like that's a bad decision. So logically, I agree with him. I just don't know if these franchises operate with the same mindset. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's telling it how it is. Truthfully, there's no reason to move on from them. You don't have to move on from them. The cap hits too big, but that doesn't mean that they will make a decision that's not right. Here's the problem that many teams might end up having, though. How many teams are involved in the quarterback chair changing game? I would imagine a lot. Yeah, that's the thing is, okay, you don't want to trade Watson? I'll call somebody else. But I I understand what you're saying. But, for example, like Jared Goff was out there. Do you think someone's like, oh, I, before the trade went down with Matthew Stafford, like, the name golf is like, yeah, it's a quarterback, but are you going to say that in Houston? Like, oh, I don't care if I get rid of Watson. I can get golf. Like, I only, th I think there's only a couple that would move the needle to that degree is, is my point. That's fair, but there's also price differences. For sure. If you're I don't not have willing to pay to as up. much to get Watson. You don't want to trade Watson. I'll go get so-and-so. That's true. That really is true. And, and I was thinking about this earlier. Do you think we're overrating Matthew Stafford? Like, there's a lot of buzz about what he is, who he can be, and him getting stuck in Detroit, and that's why he didn't win. Is it possible that maybe he's just like, oh, he's just a good quarterback, and he's not like that? Because people look at the Rams now as, wow, this team's going to win a Super Bowl. Fair Are we question. putting a lot of value on him where, look, he's a good quarterback, but, you know, to the point of saying automatic Rams can make this legitimate run, is that fair to put all those, you know, that, all that noise surrounding him? He has been a very productive player. Statistically. Now, that team has not had a lot of success. And you would say, well, if you have a great quarterback, you typically have a good team. I put him in the same category as like Matt Ryan. I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be upset if I'm a franchise that had a Matt Ryan Matt career. Matt Ryan was an that, MVP and went to the Super Bowl. Uh, right, but I mean he had the one Super Bowl blow up, but I, like his his numbers well, and, there. Yeah, the numbers and stats pop for these guys more than their winners. You know, like their individual statistics scream louder than their winning in the league is the way I kind of see it. And that's not a knock on them. You need a whole team to win for sure. But that's where they difference themselves in tiers from maybe the next step is, is kind of how I yeah, see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how Stafford kind of, if he elevates the Rams now to championship status. I mean, Goff got him to a Super Bowl. Like, keep think about this trade. We just assume the Rams won the trade. By the way, 
I think the Rams got the better player. Stafford, I think, is better than Goff. But we have no idea what those two draft choices turn out to be. They got a first-round pick next year and the following year and a third-round pick this year. If they hit on three players, five years from now, we might be looking at Stafford as an older guy breaking down, and you might say, Oh, my God, look what the Lions ended up getting out of that trade. So that trade on the surface today is, well, they got the better player. But this trade will not be able to be judged for five, six years maybe down the road. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think many people are looking at the Lions, though, and saying, ooh, they got fleeced. If anything, they're like, wow, I can't believe the Rams gave up this. So I don't think anyone looks at it from Detroit perspective and and thinks that it was a bad concept for them. I mean, look, they got a quarterback that gives you stability. He's not great. He's not awful. He gives you stability, though. We can play the position for a Detroit Lions franchise where the expectations aren't, hey, we demand a Super Bowl right now. So you got a piece that you can work with from the quarterback standpoint, and you got some draft picks. Like I, I think the Lions, you know, in terms of like who won, who didn't win, you know, it, it's way too early to tell, but I think the Lions got a good Amount back. Uh, Joe Show, watch it on YouTube, says, I compare Goff and Stafford as the same. Is that fair? Like, is one significantly better than the other? And it's, is it automatic that Stafford's the better one? Right. And that's kind of what I was bringing up in the beginning. Are we overvaluing the trade, Stafford? The trade amount they gave to get him would suggest he's significantly better. Is that the case? Significantly to, like, this elite degree? I'm going to go with no. But I think he's a better quarterback than Jared Goff. Better quarterback than Jared Goff, but not to this, like, crazy, crazy level. Yeah, because, look, Stafford has been to the playoffs, what, ever? Once? Yeah, I was thinking maybe twice with that franchise. Because like, they were getting there. They just didn't win games. They got there with Schwartzy, right? He was the number one pick of the draft. Yeah. They did get there with Schwartz. He was the – and um, Caldwell. Caldwell. Yeah, so, okay, got there a couple times. He was the number one pick in the draft in 2009. Goff was in 2016. Goff has had – Far more team success as the number one overall pick. Now, the Rams got the number one overall pick by trading there. The Lions were just that bad. But Goff has had way more team success than Matthew Stafford has. Yeah, and I think the way the organization views that, though, is because of Sean McVay, and that's why they picked the head coach over the quarterback. The Broncos, Panthers, Bears, 49ers, and Patriots all inquired about Matthew Stafford. I saw something pretty interesting and Washington, about the Bears. I think was involved in that too. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, they offered that the late first round pick. I saw so that's some, one, two, three, four, five, six. That's seven teams that called about him. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me though. I think that he definitely generates that type of buzz. Could you imagine if the Bears traded for Carson Wentz and then you had Wentz and Nick Foles dynamic in Chicago? Because they need a quarterback. And, well, with Doug Peterson here, there was more of a relationship between Matt Nagy and, and the Eagles, of course. Now that's changed. But there was – I saw some, you know, trade rumors, trade speculation. What could happen? What's something to keep your eye out on? And they threw the possibility out there of the Chicago Bears maybe leaning towards Carson Wentz. And then he got Wentz and Nick Foles back at it again in the same organization. AK Eagles 88's watching on YouTube says, I've always said that Stafford was underrated. He just was never able to shine under an underachieving Lions organization. Well, one would say, like, I understand that comment, but one would say that a great player elevates everybody around them. I don't know that Matt Stafford is a guy who elevates everybody around them. 
I'm not discrediting that. I, I do think, though, when it gets to Lions level, when it gets to the Houston Texans level, and hell, when it gets to where the, the Eagles are right now, at least, like when it gets so bad internally, like th- it's too much on one individual to really change all of that. Like there's a reason why it got to that ugly in Detroit. And it's hard to like demand a quarterback to change all this, the owner problems, the GM problems, the front office problems. It's a lot to put on one guy, but I'm not discrediting that a great quarterback would, would win on the field at a, at a different rate. And now look, his numbers have been very good. He has had some very good seasons. It's just unfortunate, you know, and I say very good, his best, he had 41 touchdowns and 16 interceptions a couple of years ago. When I say a couple, that was back in 2011. He threw for over 5,000 yards. His next best year, he had 32 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. He's been around that 29, 26, 24. I mean, he's been good. I wouldn't say he's elite or great by any stretch of the imagination. I think this is this is going to tell us everything we need to know about Matthew Stafford. If he goes to the Rams and he looks great and they make playoff runs year after year and like they're legitimately in the conversation with Sean McVay and he's playing outstanding, then yeah, he, he was held back by Detroit and what was going on. If he goes to the Rams and they underachieve and they don't look so smooth and and it it's, you know, just average to above average football, then it's, yeah, this guy's just a, a good quarterback. Well, what they got for him, he better be great. Yeah, you're not wrong. Or what they gave up. Because, yeah. again, somebody says, hey, the Rams won that trade, and I might say they won it today, but that could change really quick. Because if Stafford doesn't completely outplay Goff, and what happens if those two picks turn out to be really good players? Then you're in a really... You're looking, but again, this is like the trade the Sixers made when they got that um the the pick from the Lakers that never materialized because it was protected. And you had to wait like three years for the pick to become something. You were like, Well, I can't really judge the Michael Carter Williams trade. When they traded MCW and in return they got the pick swap with the Lakers. The the not the pick swap, but it was like a protected pick that the Lakers, yep, if it was like two or it was when the Lakers were pretty bad. Yeah, they were brutal. Yeah. And we couldn't – that trade never finalized for like five years after MCW got traded. Yeah, no, I do remember that. Yeah, the Lakers were definitely putrid by then. I'm more intrigued, though, to see what does this mean for the Rams moving forward because they, they're going with something that's crazy, right? Like teams don't give up that many first-round picks. They trade their first-round picks for proven talent. And look, they're they had the best defense last year. They're not far away from a Super Bowl by any means. They're in the conversation. So it seems on paper, I want to see how this how this goes moving forward. When will that catch up to them? Will it ever catch up to them? Will they just continue to turn out their first-round picks and trade them over and over and over again? I think it's so unique what they're doing. I'm almost intrigued by how this works out for the organization and the franchise by giving up all of these first-rounders every single year. Now, this is another one. Stafford played under like six different offensive coordinators. It's tough to get better with constant changing of the offensive philosophy. That's fair. Did you see the report that he was like, I do not want to be associated with Matt Patricia, so I am not going to New England? That was I said yesterday. Yeah. That was the one team on the list he said, I'd go to any team in the league except for New England. And New England was the place that everybody wanted to go to. I think it tells you a lot about what was going on there. I mean, he's not the only one. When when things happen with Matt Patricia, you saw Darius Slay kind of speak out about things as well. Uh, apparently, it was ran 
terribly under him to the point where you don't even want to go to him again. That's pretty damn telling. Uh, this guy uh, watching on YouTube wants to know, could you trade Wentz and Ertz as a package deal? I don't think so. Now, it's going to be hard enough to move Carson Wentz. I mean, do you think Ertz has value in a trade? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And that contract situation is kind of tricky. Well, because... you would know that you'd have to pay. Yeah, I mean, look, are you getting a King's Ransom here? No, but I think people are interested. Knowing how the tight end position is valued, you get a Zach Ertz. I think there's teams that think that they're a Zach Ertz away. You plug a Zach Ertz into a specific offense, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's teams would value that. Yeah, but it's – I guess they know that the Eagles are going to have to cut them. Right. They have leverage That's why I don't think you get a lot of value in a trade for Ertz. That's why that question there – can you package them together? It's not like you're going to say, hey, we'll give you Wentz. Uh, Ertz as a throw-in. Right, because you'd have to pay him to keep him. Yeah, and keep in mind, like, people are like this dead money situation. Essentially, like, the salary cap is $180 million or say. Let's just throw that out there. The Eagles are going to be operating at a dead money of, like, $36 million if they get rid of Carson Wentz. So it means their salary cap number isn't 180, it's, you know, 148 or whatever. You know, yeah, that's not even factoring in Alshon, Deshaun. Like, there's other guys that you need to utilize your dead cat money on. Like, that's something you have to do. So you now need to add that on top of Carson Wentz. It makes it even tougher. Yeah, so that's another reason why I wouldn't expect – if you if you are hoping that Wentz gets traded because of what you saw, because the Rams took a dead money hit here. They got a pretty size. It's like 20, 20 million. 23, 21, I 23 yeah. million. They did do it. So that's making people say, well, the Rams did it. And they did it with Brandon Cooks a couple of years ago where they took a pretty big dead money uh, cap hit. The Eagles and the Rams. Sal Powell was on with us yesterday. They don't operate the same. They do not operate the same way. So you are not going to see something like that happen. All right, Sports Bash Live, 97.3 ESPN. Coming up at 3 o'clock, Jason Fitz will join us. We go inside the Sixers with our man Paul Hudrick and more. This is the Sports Bash on 97.3 ESPN. And don't forget, watch the show live on our website, 97.3 ESPN.com. We never stop talking Eagles and NFL. It's football at 4 every day at 4 p.m. on the Sports